Welcome to Bridging the Gap with Brian and Lee, two friends who discuss everything across the spectrum, often from two different points of view, not a debate, but friends coming together in conversation. Join us. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Bridging the Gap with um, Brian and Lee, and this is our part two of our social media um, episode. Um, last time we had talked mainly about the positive effects of uh, that social media has had on society and the good use that has come out of social media. Uh, I think we touched on a couple of um, the negative um, effects, but today, um, not that we normally would focus on negative things, but there is a negative side to social media. Uh, and so we're going to uh, talk about that today. Good. We get to talk about the drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that's one of the reasons people consider it to be negative because it does create a, you know, a degree of uh, not just negativity, but it creates a degree of drama and things like that. So, uh, you know, I think when I, when I first got on the Internet and watched things begin, and I've been on the Internet since 95, it's, uh, I've watched people become more used to being online, just in general, whether it's using it for work, using it for, you know, uh, emailing, things like that. And I think it, it, it kind of developed this thing where people wanted a response faster. I don't know what you think about that, but I mean, I think people post something and they, they're looking for almost an instant gratification kind yeah. of thing. Like I said, um, last, the first part of this episode, um, a lot of people consider social media a part of their real life and there's no um, difference to them uh, what's their online persona and what's their offline pers- persona. Like, um, I don't, like you're saying, like a lot of people will post things for attention because there is that like um, adrenaline rush when um, or that good feeling when somebody agrees with what you're saying or likes the photo of your avocado toast or (laughs) you don't like avocado toast what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) so that brings up a point though if if somebody is already feeling insecure in their life and they don't get a response to a photo or a post do we think that's almost developing, and I'm going to use the word codependency, what I mean is they become dependent on the response, good, bad, or ugly, and if there's too many bads, does that peter out for them, or if there's nothing? Oh, oh I, I think it, it is a codependency, because um, I've had to have conversations um, with um, some people close to me, um, they're like, how come I'm not getting this many, you know, likes and or, you know, reactions to my stuff? Like, are, do people not like me and stuff? And it's just like their validation is coming from this post, and they're probably before they even had a social media already insecure, and they probably were doing things to get attention from the people close to them, or people who they don't even know. Um, so I don't think it, it is a codependency. It's like. Um, I think it's more of just a feeling that you're, it doesn't even have to be anything that you, you have an opinion on. Like I said, it could just be like a photo or something like just somebody, you know, making you feel valid. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's part of it. I, you know, I'm going to share from my, my personal thing. I, you know, we talked last week a little bit about how much time people spend on the internet. And I know even back in the nineties where Facebook didn't even come out until, you know, after 2000. But, you know, people were talking about the possibility of being addicted, if you will, or being dependent on, right. you know, and you talk about not having a real life kind of thing and some of that. And, and now we're talking about insecurities. For me, when I go through, when I, when, I, when I get on the Internet and I use mine for business, I use it for ministry, and I use it to stay in contact with people I like and love. And I find that one of the hard things for me to deal with is if I see somebody I know and I find out they have a death in their family or they just found out somebody has a traumatic illness or something like that, I, I will be 
honest in the sense that I find it takes the air right out of me. I can scroll past it, but there's a part of it that sticks with me. So for me, I don't think it's about insecurity sometime, and I'll get back to that in a moment. But I think sometimes it's, I'm, I'm looking to see what's going on in people's lives. But in life outside of the internet, there's no way we're going to go look at 500 people's lives in the course of a day, except on the, except through social media. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, that, 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 makes, that makes sense. Um, I think going back to, um, you know, codependency, and I, I don't know if this really has anything to do with codependency, but I think, I'm not going to say all people, but especially people who suffer with not have this, I don't want to say complex, but just feel like they're not at home, feel like they're loved, or like they are accepted by their peers, or or even like just, you know, recognized, you know, like, you know, you know they might be the person that gets, you know, that people just forget about being online. They create this different persona, this different person, and they get the the validation that um, that they've been looking for. Um, and to go to your point uh, um, about about death, um, I think it's weird now that like um, usually. If someone dies in your family, you're gonna contact these people, right? And you're gonna say, "Hey, Uncle Charlie died," you know, and you have a list. You just call of people that need to know. And now people post their death of their loved ones before their other loved ones who may be on their friends list even know that the person has died. And so now we have to, when we're going through grief, we have to be like, "Well." But I gotta stay offline. I need to make sure that people who do know know, so they don't just find out. Right, and so the community back to the dependent, and I'm not talking about being dependent in a negative way, but the community we rely on, being social media, the people in that community, right. and we we have a situation where someone's passed away in our life, and we can't reach out because we connect with all these other family members who may not even be aware. So, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we may be in grief mode and we don't get to begin to exercise it because of the ramifications of it being on social media. Is that kind of what you're saying too in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of saying that, but I'm also saying like, um, we don't, um, like I, I've, I've found out, like I'm not, I found, I found out family members I'm not close to who have died and I've, I've found out through Facebook, like, oh, I didn't know that this person had died, like, or like, I, um, that's, I mean, I'm not your family weird, that's just weird, right? I mean, that's yeah. one of the issues. Like, I, I, I found, I mean, so part of it's, oh, maybe you've lost connection, but, uh, I've, you know, a good, uh, Sunday school teacher, me, years ago, um, had not, had passed, and I didn't know until my, um, uh, my mom told me. Yeah. And, 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 and again, back to the insecure piece, if, if I'm already feeling insecure and then I find out a family member passed away and I read about it on social media, now I feel even less secure than I felt moments ago. Right. So, I mean, you know, and I, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons, I'm just going to say, I think it's one of the reasons we see the kind of drama that we see is because of situations like this. I mean, I think one of the other ones, everybody calls it, you know, fear of missing out. All of a sudden you're finding out that a bunch of friends went to a party kind of thing, and that triggers more right. insecurities in that area. Or am I the only one that experiences that? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not the only one. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, you find out, um, you know, your friend had gone out with this friend to dinner, and you're like, Oh, yeah. Why wasn't I invited? And excuse me. Um, or, you know, um, we don't even think. Hey, maybe they just wanted a long time. It's immediately. Oh, I should be joining in on that fun time. Right. Instead of feeling like, well, I didn't get invited. Oh, it's cool. You guys, 
got to hang out. Let, next time, let's all do something, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I think you know. So I'm going to ask you this question. I mean, I I don't really have an answer for it. So we're talking about people who begin on social media, whether it's fear of missing out, whether it's insecurities that are being triggered on a regular basis, you know, those kind of things. How do we help people, if we can? I mean, it's one thing if you're a parent and you have a young child. But how do you help people who are already experiencing degrees of insecurity and they get on, I mean, I mean, I know you belong to a couple of different groups. I don't know if one of them deals with anything like that. But how you deal with the friend who feels really insecure, gets on social media, and it just seems to exacerbate the issue that they're going through? Um, it's hard to help somebody like that. Because once they're in... Um, that's... Like, even before... Whether it has to do with on or night, if they already are in a woe-is-me state... Right. Um, it's kind of hard to get out of that. Like, um, so, in, in one of the groups that are involved in, one of the things that happens is, um, a lot, I, sometimes there's a post or somebody comments, like, um, because social media think, and society, if you're, if you're single and you see all these couples right. and their photo stuff, you start to feel like, well, why am I single and stuff? And one of the things that happens in one of my groups is there's always one person that's always like, woe is me. Uh, I'm never going to fall in love again and I'm never going to uh, date again. And um, they have they have this... Um, and, and, I, and they'll comment on stuff. Like, I, I commented... Like, I remember one time posting something about me and Lydia doing something and, and then being like, oh, you know, instead of saying, oh, that's nice for you guys. I was like, man, they're like, man, I'm never going to have that. Right. I'm, sing- I'm going to be single forever. Like what's wrong with me and stuff. And, and it's, you can suggest things. You can be like, like I'm pretty a, a straightforward person. I don't sugarcoat. I'm like, so what if it's not, what if it's not people not accepting you? What if it's, what if there's something that you're you doing because you got to work on you, and then if people can't, if people don't like who you are, then they're not right. the right cup of tea for you. But like, I, I said this to uh, a member of my group last Friday. I, I said it. And I said this is not directed towards you, but what self-respecting woman is going to want to date someone who is always woe is me and is gloomy all the time like you're probably pretty popular then with them i'm just kidding (laughs) no but i mean you know i mean i think these are things i mean you know we 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 do talk about you know social media bringing up these things i see a lot of people i mean you know part of it's covid the last year but i deal with a lot of people who are going through various degrees of depression it seems like it's gotten worse so i mean if you see people doing fun things or people's lives going well or well, you, you begin to do the comparison thing. It's almost impossible not to. Right. And and I think that raises the whole doubt. I, I've actually have told a couple of people that have been going through, experiencing depression in a greater realm the last year, social media is not your friend. No. You know, as much as it's great to keep up with a handful of people, you can do that with an email and not worry about it. Yeah. You know, just using that as an example. No, I was just curious. I mean, you know, we, you know, part of the reason we do this is because we deal with the generations. My generation, I don't think my generation is able to do with all the information. And, and, and I don't necessarily think it's just my generation. I think it's everybody. There's so much information that comes at you through social media that if you go through 20 people on your friends list and they post various things, whether it's related to cooking or it's related to politics or it's related to religion or, or race or any of those things, it, you know, a lot of those things might have things that you feel like you have to research. You don't have the bandwidth to do that. Right. So it's an information thing, too. I mean, too much information. Right. And I don't want anybody to take away that I, um, I don't feel... Any that I'm not compassionate towards people who are going through stuff, and I'm a person who has struggled um, with depression. The last bout of depression that I had lasted for about 
two years, and um, I've gotten out of out of that space. And I do understand it, and I do believe therapy, and if you have to medication. Uh, but I do believe that a part of you, um, and this is probably going off a little bit topic, but I do believe there is a part of you that has to want to get better. Um, and I know people will say, well, what if people don't know how to get better? There is so many resources out there, and I know when you're in that space, like, you just can't motivate yourself sometimes. But when you have that little spot of motivation, use it and like... Right, I agree. And, and use it for, for something better. Like, you don't get better if you just keep on feeding yourself poison. And so, like Lee was saying, like, maybe social media... Maybe you need to limit your social media right. um, intake. Like, maybe you just check your, you know, all your social media apps once a week and that's all you do. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important, if for no other reason, just the amount of information. Since Brian mentioned this, I, I was treated for depression many years ago, so I don't come at this without compassion for people either. I, I, I think that um, it's, it's hard when you're going through a tough time and you're seeing people who are not going through a tough time. I think that makes it difficult. And, and, and so, you know, it's not like, even if we don't try to compare ourselves, it's just the amount of information that um, comes into our life. I, I think that some of that comes down to how much time, again, how much time people spend, you know, on social media. Right. I mean, I, you know, I work with my grandchildren <coughs> and, you know, and, and I think being a teenager is hard enough in life without social media. And now that social media is there, you're dealing with a whole other realm. And I think the amount of time that people end up spending on it takes away from, you know, I mean, I'm going to use the word the words academic performance and things like that. But I think those things are affected. So, you know, I think that for each of us, we need to take stock. How much can we handle? Right. You know, and, and I don't think we do it just because everybody else is um, doing it. Do you want anything else to that? Oh, yeah, I would just, uh, I think my big thing is that um, limit your time on social media as we're talking about negative effects. Like, there is steps you can do. I feel like sometimes people, when they talk about the negative effects of social media, they act like they're powerless against it. Right. Like, you don't, I know this might be weird to say, but you don't have to have a Facebook. You don't have to have social media. What? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get the, you know, you want to talk to your, Sometimes it's the only way you can talk to your friends. And right. I totally get that. If they're really your friends, they'll find ways to talk to you. Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things we always say is, you know, the more we spend, the more we spend time on, you know, cyberspace, the less time we have for real relationships, I don't mean cyber relationships aren't real, but we don't have that time for that personal contact. If we've learned anything in the last year with COVID and everything, it's that not being in contact with people has been really tough for us. And, and so we've relied more heavily on the, uh, you know, on the social media but we haven't, you know, we haven't gotten the hugs, if you will, that we might have gotten right. a year ago. And even people in my life who have said, you know, might have said, I'm introvert and I don't need a lot of people. They've struggled with the ability even to go to the grocery store on a regular basis without feeling like they have to. And I'm going to use the word jump through hoops. I'm not I don't mean it, you know, but they feel like they have to do things to kind of buck themselves up to be able to go and do that. Right. Um Excuse me. I do feel uh, with COVID, like I, I, I get you haven't been able to hug your loved ones and stuff. So, it, and that's why you've been on on there more. Right. Um. But again, to my point, like we have Zoom and we have all this other stuff. Yeah. You. This might be far, really far out there, but on your phone, you can actually make a phone call and you can 
try to call. <laughs> like, you know, like if social media is affecting you that much and you need to really talk to people. Oh, I agree. I, I, I guess back to my point is like, I, I just want people to know you do have control. Like, you don't have to let society someone to, oh, you have to have this. And you, the only way you can talk to me is if you have Messenger or. Um, yeah, I I use I use um, I use my my youngest grandson would call it FaceTime. Uh, for him, FaceTiming me, he's seven. Most of his FaceTime is showing me what the filters can do, and, and showing me you know like all of a sudden he'll have a cat hat on or something like that. That's his big deal. Um, I know I I like to hear people's voices. Right. You know I I just tend to be that way, and when I do go on social media, you know, Facebook or something, and I'm scanning, I'm usually looking for things. I'm usually looking to see, like, Brian's a friend of mine, so I'll go see if he has a post. And 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 Facebook kind of filters those things anyhow to people that you're in regular contact yeah. with to keep you active on it. So I have a question for you. And, and I was thinking about this. We just went through everything related to COVID, and everything related to politics. When when you get on social media and you're reading through and maybe a friend of yours posted something that doesn't have to be COVID, it doesn't have to be politics, do you ever feel like your judgment is off? Or am I the only one that reads something and goes, wait a second, I didn't really know that. Not like It's not like, oh, I didn't know mice had four legs. But it's like something out there and I start thinking to myself like I've always believed something like that but that's not what that's saying. Do you ever end that, have that happen to you? Or you just like push on through? Like are you saying like I never knew about th- that something about someone? Well I think there's a lot of, okay so let's be real. There's a lot of misinformation on social media. Right. right. We all agree. Whether we think Facebook comes in and checks it, I don't care how we get there. There's a lot of stuff that gets said on social media. Do you ever wonder if you've been in error about something when you see stuff? Or not? I'm just curious. So, so I'm just trying to understand what you're, you're saying. So let's just say my friend posted something about, um, I don't know, po- doesn't necessarily have to be politics, but something... Like a news article, right? And it contradicts what I've been posting. Is that what you're? Yeah. Do you ever doubt yourself when you're seeing stuff because it comes across? Because sometimes we look at social media, yeah, and it appears to be real. And I'm not talking about the one that says this has been fact checked, but you know, like here's somebody you know, and they start posting something. Do you end up walking away and going, "Wow"? Like, I mean, I. So uh, c- correct me if I'm wrong. So like. I think I get what you're saying. So, um, there's been times where I've seen someone post something, and they post it as f- fact. Yeah. Um, uh, well, for, I'll give you an example. I have a family member who doesn't agree with my, you know, my views on life, politics, or whatever. And once in a while, he'll send me a, and he won't post it on my wall. He'll, he'll um, send it in Messenger. Uh, this Facebook status that like anybody who um, who's been online mine would know like this is just a status this isn't fact and it kind of makes me like I won't I wouldn't trust that person for info or or go to them on what do you think about this topic yeah well and, and I think we all have filters like you know we have Uncle Joe over here and everything he posts is way off to one side we have sister sally over here and she just posts goofy stuff and we look at that we don't always pay attention to that but it's like when somebody who we've known to be steadfast it's almost like they're pulling an april fool's joke but we're not sure kind of thing oh okay do you do you see what i'm saying it's not like they're doing it on purpose but they really believe what they're saying you know, and again, politics could be one. I mean, but I filter most of that stuff in my life. Yeah, I, could, I see where you're going, going with that. Like, um, I like there's been people on my friends list, like that I, that I know offline, and they're, you know, always like on top of things. You know, 
you know, and you wouldn't think they would fall for the stuff, but then they'll post like, uh, 25% of you can't see my, you know, profile. Okay, yeah. And, um, you know, pr please respond to this or like, um, the, like the, the posts that I hate the most is the ones like, uh, type, uh, like, like for one amen, uh, for my prayer to be answered. Because <laughs> Jesus used the internet, didn't you yeah. know that? Um, <laughs> you know, and it's like people that you think, you know, I hate to be, I'm not trying to be mean, but who use common sense, like. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, I, I'll, I'll give you a, a for example. There's this Disney movie, I'm not going to be able to tell you what it was. But a friend of mine made a post yesterday, or a couple of days ago, made a post about this movie, and it told about how the person who actually did the voice died before the movie came out. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal to me, but it just had a, a tone of sadness to it. And it was part of me just wanted to believe my friend just the way she said it, because I've known her forever. And I went and researched her, so I took the time to research her, and she was correct. But still, it's like, okay, I didn't get any taller by knowing this. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not a shade smarter for knowing this. And, but it's like something comes across with that caliber, and it just like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow. I need to research this. And I end up going down this rabbit hole or something yeah. like that. Well, with Facebook, I feel like you have to... Like, I'm, I do my due diligence if I post something to make sure that it's... Um, that is as fact-checked as I can. And I don't mind um, admitting if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, right. I'm wrong, and I'm going to correct myself. But I, I do, I feel like I have to, like, look it up before because, like, and, and I understand some people are just not internet savvy, but I feel like there's been enough time that has gone past where you can tell the person who's using who as a website as a source that it may not be a legit news source. So like, when it says fakenews.com, you suspect that. <laughs> or, or, like... Um, you know, .com right since we're getting another stimulus check. Like, I'm probably not going to use some a site that's mostly dedicated to about your pet cat as a news source. Oh, I get it. Or a legit news source. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think, you know, I mean, I think all these things, you know, I mean, you're hearing a little bit of difference in our approaches. We're both researchers, and I know that. But I, but I look at some of this stuff, and it, it, it makes... I think some of it makes me wonder where people's heads really are at sometimes, even when I think I know them. Right. And I understand that Facebook, Twitter, these are all personas. You know, like, they're really facets of people's lives, but they're not their whole life. I mean, you know, we're getting, you know, five posts a day from Joe. That means we're probably getting, you know, roughly 20 minutes of his life out of 24 hours. So, you know, I'm not going to go off raving crazy about it. But I just think the political season just undid me a little bit because right. I because I own a news company and things like that. You know, I just felt like I couldn't sift through stuff fast enough. Not that I cared as much about some of it, but I just couldn't sift it. Yeah, and I um, I think also with what some people share is they want the the opinion they already have in their head and and. They are. They want it to be validated so bad that they'll see a post and they'll share it. Right. Um, like especially, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you are on. Like if somebody like, especially if you don't like Trump, and somebody posts this something that that might not even be have the whole truth on it, they're just gonna post it because hey, I hate Trump, so I'm gonna post it. On the other end, somebody's gonna post something about Biden that you know. Because they already have this opinion about him. Right. If it's negative, they're automatically going to share it. Unfortunately, it left us third-party voters out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody came after our politicians. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's just one point where, where the drama escalated. You know, people, people became 
I don't want to use the word violent, but um, just super vicious. Right? vicious. Yeah, they became vicious if you didn't agree with them. Yeah. And I just found myself, I mentioned last week, I don't block people and, right. I don't, and you do, and that's fine. It's just, you know, I'm like, I friended you in the beginning, so I'm not going to change that process, but I'm not going to give as much credence to your stuff. But there was so much viciousness, it was really hard to watch, in my case, and probably in yours, friends on the left, friends on the right, fighting amongst one another, and you know they're friends. Yeah. You know, and it's like, there's no win here. You know, and, and, and it could have been anything. I mean, you know, politics just happened right. to be the most recent one. The current one is masks, no masks, COVID, no ma- you know, vaccines and, and things um, that I see. Right. And I think one of the uh, one of the things that has upset me and that, and we've talked about this before, um, there was about like three or four people. Um, me, Lee and I had, uh, gone to, at the, to the same church at one point. Right. And I had made some really good friends there. Um, and I've lost probably about three or four that have gone to do that church, um, simply because they don't like, uh, my views and, um, would, you know, attack, would attack me publicly on on yeah. on Facebook and not like they could have easily um, asked for my phone number. They knew they could even like come over um, and talking to me about it. And like these are people that I've had deep connections. And um, I had one person who just I think I talked about it last podcast just blocked me and my wife <laughs> out of nowhere. And like we, my wife had the connection with these people. Um, before I did and had like a almost like a family member type connection and now because I mean my wife if you ever go on my wife's page she's a little bit more aggressive than I am so I can kind of notice (laughs) I can kind of understand why sometimes people get rubbed the wrong way by her but at the same (laughs) breath it's just like people have what like these issues like you either agree with or you don't or we can't be friends or we can't even talk about it and that, I think that's communication. It has lacked, I would say, um, more so in the last, you know, like five years. It's just that we can't uh, have a, a conversation and then agree to disagree. And I understand that there's issues like that that, that might like I just can't. Right. But like more. But there has to be less of that. that. There's got to be a way to be like, you know what? I don't agree with your position on that topic, but I love you, my friend, and uh, let's have coffee again. And, and not like, well, Can't we're talk. done. Yeah. Uh, no more Christmas cards for you. Well, Facebook, you know, and, uh, and we're, only, we're not picking on Facebook, but that seems to be, you know, the primary. Um it makes it hard when we don't have filters. When I'm sitting here talking to you and I say something that you dislike, I can see it. I mean, I can see your response. You won't be rude to me, but you but you'll start to you'll start to dance dance a little bit and I know that you're going to respond in a different way. We don't have those filters when we're looking at something that's on yeah. Facebook. I don't get to see Brian's face, you know, um I, I just don't. And I think we need to learn how to communicate in a method and a manner, you know, and set standards for ourselves. You know, like, I wouldn't drink and drive. Let's use that. So maybe I shouldn't drink in Facebook. Just yeah. because, you know, if my judgment's impaired in one, and people say, well, that doesn't really matter. But I think it does. I'm not saying people say stupid things because they're drunk or they're in, impaired, though that's possible. But they don't have the same filters. They, they, they feel like they're in the comfort of their home or, you know, they don't, they don't have the parameters. Right. And it's like I talked about last time. People are in their home so they don't feel like they can say what they want and there's no consequences. Right. And um, I think it's one of the, the sad things, speaking again about losing friendships, this one person who did block me and my wife, if we were offline, we could go out to eat, you know, have a simple conversation 
but she, it, this person just felt like she could just talk anyway to anybody on uh, online, right. and because there's no consequences, like you're you're like you're saying, and that's my big thing is that, and it's the reason I I don't like I'm not a big fan of texting yeah. or instant messaging because you can't see the person's face, you can't tell what they're actually saying. You can't hear what they're actually saying. Right. You have to assume that they're they're saying this in this certain um, this cer- um, certain you know like mood or anything, and that's why like um, I, I when people like if I'm feeling a certain way with what somebody texts me back or uh, instant message me, I'll ask like like what do you mean like because I'm I don't want to, I don't want to assume what you're saying if you're not saying. What I think you're assuming. No, and, and, and it's real. And I, and you know, I mean, I think one of the things that happened, you know, we saw it a lot in the last year, people are angry about things. I mean, you know, whether I agree or disagree isn't the issue. People are upset, they're disappointed, they're discouraged, they're dismayed, and they say things. I get that. But I always, I've always taught people, and I do a lot of work with couples and things like that, and I'm always like, serious conversations aren't for text. Right. Correction. For your children or an employee isn't a text thing. You don't correct somebody through a text message or social media. I mean, just I, I shared with you before. I went online. Somebody had a disappointing experience in in a, in, a, in a business, and the next thing you know, it's it's Facebook fodder. And the only people that are agreeing are the people that would have agreed with them anyhow about if they you know whatever they right. said. And and sometimes you know I'm, I'm a grandparent. And I've had my own grandchildren come to me and they say, you know, I really like our friend, you know, somebody who's been their friend for a long time. But when they talk about this politically or this, you know, whatever related to mass, they don't realize when somebody's doing that, and it may be more my generation than yours, they don't realize that their children are watching, their grandchildren are watching, the friends of their grandchildren may be watching. Yeah. And then they wonder why all of a sudden they don't have a relationship with their children or their grandchildren or something like that. It's the same thing. The person you were talking about, they say what they say and they forget that they have friends that don't agree with them. Yeah. And out of niceness, those friends probably aren't necessarily going to make a post against what they say, but it just starts to build and build and build. Yeah, and it, it, just, it just makes me sad that we can't, we've gone to a place, um, I know I have, to, like, I have to word what I say, and I have to be really detailed right. when I disagree about a subject, because, again, it's, you know, it's either you're against or you agree with me, and... Um, Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just that, it just, I, I think that's what, like, I mean, I'll post some political stuff, but I'm picky. I'm really picky with what I post politically, um, just because I don't need, I don't want the drama, and I, I'm not a person who holds back or sugarcoats anything. So, and we've learned the hard way that we really don't change anybody's opinion for right, and I'm not, at least not through social media. Yeah, and like you brought up, like um, last week about I post about um, Black Lives Matter yep. stuff. You know, I post Black History. Um, like uh, th- so, this month, if you don't know, has been Women's History Month. So yes. I've been mixing in, uh, you know, some Black History with using Women's History Month. And I don't, it, I don't, I know I can't change, not one person is go, probably going to really change their mind. Oh, I guess I'm not going to be a racist anymore. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's just educating, like, whether you, I personally don't care if you like my stuff, what, no matter what my post is, um, but if you see it, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that, and you don't even have to tell me, but like, you learned something, you right. know. Because, I think my wife told you that. Right. Because, sadly, um, with social media, a lot of people don't read anymore. And, don't, and not necessarily just books, you know, like a physical book. Like, they don't even, even read the article that they post. You actually have to put it in, like, a picture form 
with a you know cartoon characters like like it has to be in meme form for them to even like consider you know a new opinion or like learning something new and I think that's what's uh, saddens me is that like nobody does their most people don't do their research anymore and um, so that's why I post stuff like that and if people yeah. Get changed by it? Cool. Not if they don't, fine. If they delete me, fine. But um, I just pick. I I just when it comes to politics, I just pick my I pick my battles. <laughs> so Mickey Mouse really wasn't your political candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> so we've talked about drama. We're gonna be we're we're gonna be coming down, winding this up. But I don't I don't want us just to leave on this. So let's put some things out there. And you talked about some. I mean, I think one of them is, if we're going to post something, take the time to research it. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let, let I, what I'm saying here is, I don't want to, you know, it's not fair to present problems without presenting solutions, right? So if, if we're going to post something, take the time to research it before we get posted. Let's not wait for the fact checkers to show up and things like that. What's another one? I, I don't debate people on Facebook. I mean, I, I don't. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I think we need to avoid yeah. a lot of that. I mean, I'm saying yeah. me. Because it's not mentally healthy for me because I know I'm probably not going to get... I can't type that fast. Right. I think for me, I pick, like I said, I pick my battles because yeah. a lot of people use the same argument over and over. And I don't, ha- I don't have patience for someone who's going to use something that I've already like fake news.com like I've already shown you like it's not true <laughs> right like and and you're not and plus if if the person you're arguing with it won't back up what they're saying and they're just going off feeling yeah then it's probably my advice is just be like uh, what I'll do is like I'll put a comment on I said well let's agree to disagree and uh, I hope things you know go well for you and like just leave it at that like because it's not really worth your mental space to argue with somebody who just argues off feeling um especially online but i just i pick my battles because i i i don't have i'll use the term that you use a bandwidth to entertain certain conversations 24 7 i don't i have you know like you i have a wife and, and you know we both have wives i have family I, I don't have the time to right. do it. So one of the things I've had to do, and we talked about it a little bit both last week and this week, is I limit my time. You know, I limit how much time I'm going to spend on Facebook, you right. know, using that. And, and you talked a little bit about the mental health thing. If you're already struggling, my encouragement is obviously, you know, Brian mentioned, you know, finding somebody to help you walk through this. But... But mostly, it may mean that you, you need to take a sabbatical. You need to take time off from, from social media. Uh, because if it's not making you healthier, then it's obviously probably working, right. working against you. And, uh, I mean, I don't think Brian or I think we can, you know, we have the ability to solve these things. These are things that we've had to solve in our, or bring, you know, re, you know, repair in our own lives. Because it's really easy to get caught up, you know. You right. have a bad day at work; it's easy to get caught up in everybody else's stuff and avoid your own. And I think one of the things we're talking about drama, and I, I think one of the big thing is, and I know a lot of people just vent online. Um, I had, I think it was last, no, it was twenty night. Yeah, it was twenty. Yeah, I think it was last year. I want to say last year. Um, I used to be a person that would just post anything on there, and I would just vomit on social media, and whatever came out came out. And I think you need. Uh, I think before you post, look at what you're posting and ask yourself, does this really need to be out there? And if you're going through something, so for example, if you are going through depression. Or you're having not even depression. Let's just say you're having problems at work. Um, it probably be a good idea if you find someone that you can trust and just vent to them and just. But don't post it because these days you can say the wrong thing about the place that you work out and you oh, can yeah. you, and you can lose your job or it can prevent you from 
get to get in a job and I understand the point of like well it's it's my social media page I should be able to say what I want you can say whatever you want on social media but there are consequences and I know that is a foreign concept to some people because they feel like freedom of speech should be no consequences but there is consequences whether good or bad whether they cost you a job or it costs your relationship I've seen a person uh, without mentioning their names uh, in a post go off on a person and hint it like everybody knows who they're talking about right. and then wonder why this person has blocked them or deleted them or doesn't return their calls or their emails so if you want to avoid drama on social media a big part of it is you know filtering what you post and asking yourself do you really want that drama do you want to have to deal you know no I agree I mean you know it, I was kind of laughing a little bit because you can set your audience yeah you can set your audience to, you can still write all that crap but you can set your audience to just yourself <laughs> so you can still vent yeah but it's just like a million people aren't gonna see it and 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 the other piece what you talked about is a perfect example what I call triangulation I'm mad at Brian so I tell the world instead of telling Brian yeah yeah that doesn't work well yeah, uh, and just some uh, just just some helpful helpful tips. Re- and we've kind of gone over probably a lot in this episode, but research because like a lot of times, um, one site will say this, one site will say that. Uh, I personally don't subscribe myself to any w- just one news source. I, I even though I know. There's some negative sites to Google, but I, I, I don't, and I don't even use Google as my whole my whole thing. There's being like, just find out like, just f- try to find, make sure you can like differentiate what is real and what is not, um, because sometimes when you spread misinformation, you cause unnecessary like. Well, that's um, what I was saying. Drama. Yeah. Um, like, you probably don't know who, who these um, people are, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, there's this <coughs> rapper named Quavo who belongs to this group called the Migos. And there was him and his, I can't remember what his girlfriend's name, but they had broken up, and there was a rumor out there that, that was considered a fact that he had taken the Bentley that he had gifted her, and he, he clarified, no, I didn't take that away. But everybody's, you know, went with it. First post in. And, like, you know, I just, research is a big thing with me. Like, personally, um, I don't, it's hard for me to take someone seriously who doesn't research their stuff <laughs> and just post whatever. So, because I was in the news business, I had an editor that worked for me. And he was the one I was telling you about earlier. Now, he, he, he's the opposite side of the spectrum for me, but now Facebook is shutting down his stuff. Yeah. And I was like, first they come for me, and then they come for you. But what I used to do with him, and I don't do this anymore, I would make a post, and uh, I would post it knowing he would respond to it. I would bait the hook. And he would go, I told you that news resource wasn't a real one. And I already had like seven or eight backing it up, and then I'd post it in the comments. But I mean, that's how easy it is, and not because my friend is, you know, easily incited. He he was my editor, and but he has his lean, and I have my lean sometimes, and we were good friends. But sometimes it, all it takes is that one post of misinformation, or appearingly misinformation, or he disagrees with my news source, or vice versa, to get something going that just doesn't need to be done. Even if, so I stopped doing it because I realized that I was just baiting the hook for him. Trolling. Yeah, is that the word? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would have been it too. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, social media, we think that it's more private than it is. I think that's one of the, yeah. the issues. And, and I think we talked about this last week. There was a situation going on last year. And somebody was a friend of somebody who they thought was doing something wrong. And they just, they didn't even share the post. They just screenshotted it 
and posted all the screenshots and created a ton of havoc in our in our community and things over that. So I mean, I I, I think we just need to pretend. What you know? I mean, maybe this is one of the ways to end. Would I say this if the person was actually sitting here? Right. I think that that's that's my big thing is like, would you say that if they were right there? You know, if you, um, it's kind of like uh, if anyone who's grown up the church, we one of the things that was used was like, um, what would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> or like, um, I know my mom used to say like. Well, would you watch this or listen to this if Jesus was right here? <laughs> I always said yes, but keep going. <laughs> but like, it's like it's like the same idea. Like it, like would you tell that person to f off if they were right there? Right. Like I, I know, yeah. And, and and I mean, everybody has to make that that initial piece. You know, again, we it's really easy to fall and be. And I'm going to use the word immature a little bit. It's really easy to be immature and say it's mine. I can do whatever I want. But there's only so much drama that we can take when people are coming after us, too. You know, there's only so much, you know, like, I made a post a few, many years ago. It's probably five or six years ago. I didn't think it was controversial. I came back two hours later. I had over 200 responses to it. And I was, like, trying, I started the answer. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. I just deleted it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's just not worth the time, right. okay? You know, it, it's like... There's things we do and things we learn from, and I just think we need to learn from these things. Yeah. And I just I like peace in my life, so maybe that's why I approach things the way I do. I like my life to be kind of even keel and calm. So I I think we're at a good stopping place. Yeah. Um, just end with a couple of things like if social media is costing your peace, maybe you need to get off or deactivate your account for a while. Yeah. Um, like we said last week, um, not that we'll uh, take suggestions, and, uh, and maybe we will, but if um, if there's something that you have questions on of what we have said in the episode, um, we do have a Facebook page, uh, Bridging the Gap, uh, with Brian and Lee. Um, you can leave you can direct messages or you can comment on the post. Uh, but let us know what your thoughts are. Um, do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. I mean, you know, this is this is a tough topic because everybody uses it. You know, everybody uses social media. But I think we covered the goods, the bads, and the ones that don't matter all that much. So we're looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what our next jump is. I don't think we've really discussed it. We've no. had various conversations about what we might do and things but we are interested in you know how you receive this and what you do with it so well uh i think this has been a good discussion uh, i hope you have enjoyed uh, our discussion on part two of social media and like i said before if you have any thoughts concerns or just want to interact with us contact us on our uh, Facebook page, Bridging the Gap with Brian and Lee. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Bridging the Gap with Brian and Lee. We appreciate it. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, I hope you will. You can find us at Bridging the Gap with Brian and Lee. And we look forward to our next podcast and hope you will be there with us. Why did I run? I should know better.